Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space here on West Limerick 102. My name is John Kelly. Still so joined in studio here by Martina O'Sullivan, my wife Anne and Michael Keating. This being the first Sunday in Lent, what we said we'd do, we'd try and throw out a few little reflections that we have ourselves and thoughts that we have about Lent. But just to start us off, uh, we picked up something that uh, we noticed uh, from Father Robert Barron, actually Bishop Robert Barron, uh, that he, he let us all uh, hear about in the last few days on YouTube. So let's hear this. It's entitled uh, Three Ways to Have a Very Spiritual Lent. So let's hear this. There are three classical practices the Church associates with Lent. They are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. There are three things that we do, and it's important to emphasize about Lent. We can internalize it too much, interiorize it, you know, it goes on inside of me. It's much more a set of practices. We pray during Lent. What's prayer? John of Damascus said prayer is the raising of the mind and the heart to God, which is a beautiful definition. Thomas Merton said, uh, when someone asked him, what's the one thing I should do to improve my prayer life? He said, take the time, which is good answer, very simple. I think during Lent, we consciously take the time to raise our minds and hearts to God. It means we seek communion with God. We seek a friendship and conversation with God. How do you do it? I always go back to the basics. The rosary. You haven't prayed the rosary for a long time? Pray it every day during Lent or pray a decade every day, whatever you, you can. Go to the Blessed Sacrament on a regular basis. Spend time. Do the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's the Jesus Prayer. And then you repeat that over and over again as a kind of mantra or meditative device. Five minutes, an hour, all day, whatever it is. I recommend a lot um, to pray in the car. For a lot of us who are you know, very busy and we're distracted by a thousand things, the car can be a bit like a monastic cell. There you are, suddenly you're alone. Maybe you're caught in traffic. Good, you have to slow down. Turn the radio off, turn all distractions off. Maybe hang a rosary from your rearview mirror if you don't have one. And then pray during that time. Converse with God. So that's the first thing, prayer. Secondly, we fast during Lent. Now why? Because we're Puritans? No, no. Catholics aren't Puritans. We like the pleasures of the body. but. The pleasures of the body have a way of becoming too domineering. Again, Thomas Merton said they're like little kids who want something right now. They want it immediately. And if you indulge little kids all the time, they'll, they'll soon be running your house, right? You have to discipline kids because they want what they want when they want it. Well, the sensual desires are like that, you know, for pleasure and for food and for sex and so on. Well, they're good, but they're, they shouldn't be domineering. So we fast from them purposely so as to allow the deeper hungers to arise. That's the trick. I don't mean trick in a, a trivial way. I mean, that's the way it works in the physics of the soul, is when you suppress certain desires, other deeper ones can emerge. That's why we fast during Lent. So I'd recommend follow the great uh, um, demands of the church when it comes to you know uh, abstaining from meat on Friday and so on, having certain fast days. Follow that. But maybe choose something. Maybe it's a particular kind of sensual desire that you have that is too dominant. You know what that is. So limit that during Lent. So we fast. Lastly, we give alms. It's very powerful, I think. Um, we're connected to each other. We're part of a mystical body. We're not in this alone. 
We give alms because uh, we're acknowledging this fact very concretely. Um, the things that I own, they're not just mine. Aquinas says, I have the right to private ownership, but not to private use. The use of my private property must be for the sake of the common good. It's an extraordinary observation. How do you signal that? How do you act that out, you give alms? You know? Let's face it, most people listening to me on this video probably are too rich. I'm including myself very much in that. I mean, we come from this extremely rich uh, culture. Um, we probably all have too many material things. So Lent's a good time to give them away. A um, lot of practical ways you could do it. One that I've uh, suggested to people is for Lent, whenever you get something in the mail asking you for money, give them something. Now I know you'll get on every mailing list in the world. I know that's the price you have to pay. And maybe you'll give $5. But I don't care. Make that a practice. Whenever someone asks you by mail, give them something. Whenever you see a homeless person, anytime during Lent, give them something. Don't ask any questions. Don't weigh the pros and cons. Just give them something. You know? um, one that has really struck me and, and uh, struck people that I've shared it with, when you're about to buy something, you want to buy a car, you want to buy a coat, you want to buy a TV, whatever it is, pick the one that you can afford and that you like, but then buy the next one down, the next cheaper one, and give the difference to the poor. Uh, it's a very concrete way to give alms. Um, it's simple in a certain way, but very challenging. So those are recommendations. Three ways that you can make Lent, I think, a very uh, lively spiritual time. So there's a few offerings there from Bishop Robin Barron as to how we can make Lent a very lively spiritual event. Martina, would you like to share any, any thoughts? Would you want to have that? Yeah, well, I suppose it reminded me of what Lorraine played a lovely uh, video with uh, Father Michael Schmidt uh, the la yeah, last night in our Tuesday night in, in uh, Newcastle West. And he more or less said much the same thing, really. And, uh, you know, I suppose like long ago, people used to say, oh, you have to offer it up or whatever. And, you know, um, I suppose that's one of the things that, you know, we should be, I suppose, mindful of during Lent. And when you consider that every day, I've, I read this somewhere, that we have a about 1,436 opportunities to deny ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> that's through very different, different, different degrees. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, some denials may not be wise, but more often than not, it, it, you know, it's wisdom personified to do that. And the more we give up something little that we want, yeah. mm. the better we get at denying our imperfect will and choosing God's one, mm. Mm. God's perfect will. And, you know, it might be just getting up 20 minutes to say a few prayers or getting up 20 yeah. minutes mm. to talk to the child that might be up before you or mm. something small. And uh, then, you know, I suppose something else, when you're mindful of the chokra boxes, we tend to give just a few brown coppers that That's we have right. left in the bottom yeah. of our mm. pocket. Mm. And, you know, that, that you give out of your riches in the sense that you, mm. you put in your notes, mm. you know, uh, instead of handing up your clattery box at the end of the at the end of Lent. And, you know, to and know that when you do that, that the Lord will bless you in abundance for that. Mm. Um, also, you know, a sacrifice is only as good as the attitude by which it is made which sort of, you know, yeah. links it mm -hmm. to uh, your less brown coppers and more yes. notes, yeah. 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 If, if, if that's, um, you know, prudent for you or whatever. Um, and I suppose we have, for me, you know, hold my tongue, turn the other cheek, 
um, practice listening to other people's problems as opposed to myself downloading my problems on them and with a smile and just to be charitable, you know. Very easy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny, uh, as I said, myself and Anne were, were also with that last night, and Anne just happened to comment about the beautiful thing and maybe a thing to reflect on and at the various gifts that God gave us and, and, and Anne said even for the gift of being able to pray even for the gift of being able to say thanks yeah yeah yes that, that would be it it's very hard to get to know God isn't it and yeah. to give him time to right. mm. yeah mm. I, I must my mind wanders yeah but I must get into that habit I've just even given something of ourselves and that might only be a few minutes Michael yeah. Yeah, I loved what the bishop said there that this there was about time you know mm. we're all so busy we haven't got time for anything we've yeah. no time to pray and because I love what he mentions you know the three pillars there prayer, fasting and almsgiving mm-hmm. because mm. prayer asks Fasting opens the door mm-hmm. and alms giving receives. It's when we give that you receive when you give. That's so there are the three pillars. And if they think of those, I suppose, in some way, we must try and take a little bit of each of those and implement it jointly as best mm-hmm. we can, as best suits our own situation, mm-hmm. whatever we can do here. Mm-hmm. I, I think for myself, you know, there's mm-hmm. been the odd time when during Lent, I tend to rather give up things first. I might be giving up chocolates or the half pints, the odd half pint that I have and that sort of stuff, you know. But this, but one of the things that I've been hearing in more recent times, and it's hit me for this year, and I heard it again last night, is can I give up a bit of noise and allow God to speak with me and, 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 and have myself maybe listen to God? And maybe it's not so easy sometimes because we want to be doing things. Whereas maybe picking up, as you often would say, Mike, a small little bit of scripture, just a small little one, nothing too heavy, and just sit with that and see what happens. And, and not to be worried if my mind wanders, because maybe maybe the Lord wants me to wander, to, to get to a point that something is needed for me to change my life. And, and that's the whole thing, isn't it? I think Bishop Barham was even saying that. The whole idea of Lent is that we change. So therefore, if we give up something... Does that mean that we're going to go back again and do it later on? Or maybe it's, we, 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 look, I want to, you kick that out of your life. But one of the things that, that I think this Lent that I'd like to see myself do a little bit more, and I'd offer it to other people, is take up that first one. Take up the first one about prayer. And that might mean maybe going to Mass a little bit more after, or when we are at Mass, maybe to listen to some of the readings. And I was just commenting to Mike, to Michael there, some of the readings that are, that are, offered to us during Lent there's a lovely one that we all know it's on Tuesday and it's from Isaiah uh, chapter 55 and it says as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return without water in the earth making it yield and giving growth to seed so the bread so the word that comes from the mouth of the Lord does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it's supposed to do and I think there's so much encouragement Michael as we go to Lynch and we come to got some beautiful readings there from especially from Isaiah. You know, the suffering servant, uh, you know, myself, see my servant, you know, suffering. There are beautiful readings and it's lovely and they're easy readings. Like just you know, let as you say, let the mind wander, let the mind uh, observe what's in those readings and you know, we'll get into it after a bit and we'll start to grasp the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I think we can learn so much sometimes as uh, as Martina said, by just listening to other people, because mm-hmm. the Lord speaks through other people too. Mm-hmm. I know the Lord's always trying to speak through my wife to me, mm-hmm. and, and 
it's about one of the few ways you might be able to get through to me. Uh, but are you listening, John? <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lent's all about, Michael. <laughs> I'm just trying to put it into practice. But there's so much other stuff that's out there that's that, that's taken our time. And I suppose Father Frank reminded us there on Monday night. Do you know where in where where are we being dragged away? By the devil to 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 some place that's away from where God wants us to be, and maybe if we just sit again and examine where we are in our life, and as Bishop said there, you know, there's times when we'd be tempted to do things, we we're tempted to go there, listen to this, and read that. Maybe sometimes if we could just sit back a little while and say, is this what God wants me to do? And, and you know, people think, people say, well, um, you know, I mean, this is going to be a boring Lent now, and it's going to be boring for me now if I give up this and give up that. But sometimes I can get so much more joy in my own life by giving up some of that rubbish. And then I hear some good stuff. That's I know, exactly. Martin, you were, you were speaking there about the, the Divine Mercy Conference. Mm -hmm. Those sort of resources, the things that people can pick up from those. Mm -hmm. Last year you shared there about, uh, about that guy from Medjugorje. Um, Philip, Philip, Philip Ryan. Ryan. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The stuff that he comes out with. Extraordinary, like. yeah. Uh, I read something lovely today, John. Um, Lent is not about giving up something. Uh, rather, it's a season in which God wants to give us something. Yeah. Mm. And that something is transformation mm. in the form of grace. And he wants to transform our lives and make us more free as a people, not just freer with God, but in the way we live our lives and love our families. Mm -hmm. So I choose, um, you know, I choose to give up chocolate, but I'm going to go back on chocolate in 40 days time. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe the deeper question is, like, what is God inviting me to change this Lent and that I might continue with the change after the 40 days? And, uh, you know, the question might be, what do I need more of? For me, it's patience, mm -hmm. unselfishness, more loving behaviors towards my husband and my children, mm -hmm. my neighbor, mm -hmm. my friend. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, uh, you know, so I choose to defend my opinion and fight and argue, and you know I have to be mindful of that and just put on uh, Christ, as Saint Paul said. Mm. Well, Michael, have you got something else that you might want to offer to that? Well, John, no, I suppose one thing if we're trying to relax a little bit for Lint, sometimes we think we can do this on our own power. And we can't. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to be with us and to acknowledge that we are weak and that we are mm. sinful mm. and that we can do it ourselves. But the Holy Spirit working in us can do it. Mm -hmm. yeah, and also this, when you consider the saints, like they had heroic, they did heroic sacrifice. So they're mm. only waiting in the wings, mm. Mm. Uh, you know, wanting to be asked by us to help us to do whatever we need to do. And it's all about becoming, because if we do that, we will become more closer to Jesus, united to him. And as you mentioned, the, uh, you know, that was mentioned last night by Lorraine, or this week by Lorraine, in that uh, wonderful um, reflection she gave us here in prayer, was that Jesus wants us all the time. He, he's thirsty for us all the time. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's the other question we can ask our blend. Are we, are we going to give him a chance to get in mm -hmm. and offer us something, give us a gift? offer to make our life a little bit more joyous and, uh, and fuller and more alive or are we going to go on the same old mediocre thing and, and I think you know just for 40 days like it's no big deal maybe to mm -hmm. just to try to give him just a few minutes every day it might be first thing in the morning I'm going to do any big stuff I'm, I'm, I'm going to read too many books and so on but maybe just a little bit of meditation just say listen Jesus I'll, I'll just sing on here now for 10 minutes and I'll do nothing else I won't turn on my favorite radio program or whatever whatever 
I'll just be open to whatever you might want me to say and, and see what happens. And it's not going to be magical, but I, I, I suggest that maybe at the end of Lent, if we reflect on it, we might just hear something. Mm-hmm. We might just be influenced to change that habit that we were at. So, well, I don't really need that habit now. Maybe I could pick up this one and uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I suppose we, we are. Oh, sorry, Anne. Sometimes too, we're going, 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 mm. instead of stopping to yes. think and yes, turning yeah. down the media yes. and stop texting maybe yes. a little and more. Yes, be silent, yeah. Mm. The social media seems to take over. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I suppose this morning we were very mindful of people listening to us that might have crosses, you know, mm. be it, you know, a sickness or be it living with somebody that's difficult or mm. whatever, and they might say, well, I don't need to take on any other sacrifice. Mm. But I suppose, you know, I, I read something during the week that... Uh, you know, acceptance of, of whatever cross that we have transforms them from mere suffering to sacrifice, mm-hmm. which can be united to Christ. And, you know, like this simple sentence, four words, thy will be done, like it's very difficult to say, but it carries more weight with him than we'll say a hundred fasts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a hundred times more, more difficult to say and mean, you know. So we just, I suppose, very pray very hard for people who are in difficult situations and have crosses outside of Lent and during Lent. And but you know, that, that just might be a prime example of Jesus speaking through you this morning, Martina, because somebody might be there, well, what do you want me to do, Lord? Yeah. Well, maybe it might be that there's a guy next door or there's a guy over the road who needs some help this Lent. Yeah. Maybe go in, how are you doing? Can I help you out? You know, can I make a cup of tea or can I do or whatever? Or can I sit there with you for 10 or 15 minutes, whatever? Maybe there's, you know, there's so many people who are lonely this morning and during Lent. Mm-hmm. Just through what you just said. Maybe mm-hmm. some of us might be prompted to say, listen, that's what the Lord wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Just go over there. Hey, you going, Jack? Can I come in and join you for a cup of tea? Would you like to join me? Whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll be open to see what the Lord wants us all to do. But in the meantime, we'll go for a bit of music. And this time, it's a piece of music from a guy called Michael John Lennon, and it's entitled Lenten Song. So let's hear this. For these 40 days and 40 nights Forty days and forty nights. 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.